Hello, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening, wherever you are. This is Reverend Nessie of New Birth Ministries, and I'm glad that you're on and listening today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm trying to get things ready here. God is good. I pray that your day is blessed, and if it doesn't seem to be going that way, bless it yourself. Amen. God lives in you. You're the new temple. He gave you his power, so use it. Amen. Our topic today is going to be when God untrains you. Amen. When God untrains you. Get your swords, a drink and a snack, and maybe a tablet and a pen. We're praising the Lord today and every day. Amen. Praise the Lord for he is worthy to be praised. God is still high on his throne. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we are still his children. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. God is still good, and mornings are still wonderful. I bless each and every person that is listening on this today. Hallelujah. May your households be thoroughly blessed so much that you have to give some away in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to get it together here. All right. God is not just a God of enough. He's a God of more than enough. God said, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which thou know not of. I love this scripture. Jeremiah 33.3. Hallelujah. Amen. Before we get started, I would like to invite the Holy Spirit. My best friend, hallelujah, Holy Spirit of God, come into this place today, come into this gathering, this meeting today, cause signs, miracles, and wonders to happen just through God's word, just like Jesus did. He spoke truths and love. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I invite you to use me. Hallelujah. Show up and let people know that you are using me. Amen. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my Redeemer. Hallelujah. We lift up all the prayer requests to you. You know what people need, whether we remember all the names or all the requests, or not, we lift them up to you. We bless each and every household represented on this call today, the ones that are on now live and the ones that may come on later. People need your help. And some people don't know how to ask, and some people are afraid to ask. So we bind that fear in Jesus' holy name. I bind fear of all types in Jesus' name. I bind infirmity of all types in Jesus' name. You said by your stripes, Jesus, we are healed, and we're clinging to that. We believe it, we know it, and we're clinging to it. We thank you for loving us. Cover us with your blood. In your holy name, thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to speak for the kingdom of God. For I'm going to say the same thing you said. 
The Father and I are one. I am about my Father's business. It feels so wonderful every Sunday, every Monday, every day of the week to tell the world that I am about my Father's business. In Jesus' holy name, I thank you. And amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I am about my Father's business. You know what? This is what you guys should tell people too. Whenever the enemy comes up to you and he tries to use somebody and try to hurt your feelings or he tries to say that you're no good or you'll never do be able to do this, and look, just tell him, say, look, leave me alone. I'm about my Father's business. I do it the way God tells me to do it, not the way you tell me to do it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the devil will step in and try to tell you how to do your business. The devil will step in and try to tell you how to do God's business. Does that make any sense? And there are some people that pay attention to that. <clears throat> Amen. All right, so I'm going to be talking about when God untrains you. I would like to begin by looking up the word untrained. Yes, it's a word. Amen. The definition of untrained is not trained such as not made adept or expert by instruction or experience, not taught by discipline to conform to certain behaviors, not based on training or knowledge as in inexpert, another strange word, but yes, it exists, to the untrained eye, many wetlands can be deceiving. To the untrained eye, fake diamonds seem to be real. To the untrained eye, what you think is a good man or a good woman is not a good man or a good woman. How many of us have been through that? Amen. That untrained eye going by the flesh instead of what God taught us, instead of letting God send somebody to us, amen? When you think about it, in our lives, we're all raised and trained to do something. We were trained to eat, we were trained to walk and talk, trained on how to use our words properly. You're trained to sit in your chairs as we listen to the teacher or the preacher and trained how to tie our shoes. Remember those days? The Bible says to everything there is a season. Sometimes I want to say to everything there is a training. <laughs> Amen. You're trained on how to date a girl or a boy. You're trained in home time study <clears throat> and play time. They even tell us how to chew our food 21 times. How many times have you heard that one? Habits are formed after 21 days. After school training, we go to college or more schools for more training. Some people are trained in the military and some people are trained in the arts. Some ministers were trained as to how to preach and teach. Homiletics, philosophy, eschatological hermeneutics, and so forth. Some were trained rightly, some were trained wrongly. Some were trained according to Jesus Christ in the New Testament and some were trained according to the Old Testament, becoming a type of Sadducee or Pharisee with no message of freedom in Jesus Christ whatsoever. Most having a seared conscience, as mentioned in 1 Timothy 4.2. It says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their, seared, their conscience seared with a hot iron. While most people are trying to pay the bills, hold on to their marriage, and understand why God allowed certain things to happen in their lives. This is what we should be talking about freeing people in Christ Jesus. 5,000 people followed Jesus out to the middle of nowhere and listened to his vision for their life. 
Most of us only have a few minutes every week, and eternity is in the balance. The message about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus really is the power of God unto salvation, as mentioned in Romans 1.16. The means by which God saves people, not just a message about God generically, more so than our series brand or marketing ideas. It's about Jesus. Amen? The life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus. Amen? It's all about Jesus. At the young age of 11, I learned to cook, clean, and scrub the floor and empty garbage and cut grass. One lady that I stayed with drunk all of the time, she stayed drunk all of the time, and she'd never cooked for me. Needless to say, she's long ago deceased. I'm praying that she was saved. The military money that I got from my deceased father was good enough, but I wasn't good enough to teach or cook for. No training. That is when I trained myself on how to make sloppy joes. (laughs) I was about 11 years old when I learned how to put ground meat in a pan, cook it, and then add ketchup. I ate sloppy joes almost every day for about a year while she laid back in her bedroom and, guess what, was drunk as usual. That was the start of my self-cooking training. Some people don't understand why I put so many pictures of food on my Facebook page. That's why we cannot judge people because we never know their background. Amen. Maybe I'm just proud of the dish that I made myself, okay? (laughs) When I was in the Marine Corps, I was trained very, very well, I will say. I was trained by a special team of the Texas Rangers. I don't even believe it was meant to be on record. I was trained so well that the outside world would see my actions as paranoia when in all actuality I'm guarding my property and my family. Okay, I stood night guard so much watching the rifles that I would hear the click of an animal outside walking through the forest. I was trained to hear the click of a gun or feet walking through the woods. I was trained to fight, shoot, and say, halt, who goes there? My children sometimes crack jokes about me, and they say that my favorite word is disassemble. If I suspect anything, I'll take it apart in a minute. Think about the training that you received all of your life thus far. Just what is repetitious to you? This is something to think about. What is repetitious to you? What are you good at? What do you do over and over and over that you don't need any more training for? Amen? Since the laws of Moses and the Ten Commandments, man has been taught to follow certain training on what to do and what not to do, how to talk, where to go, when to act, and don't even flick a light switch on Shabbat because that's work. Talking about training. (laughs) The Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 28 are prime examples of God training us on how to please him. Thank you, Lord. That's Old Testament also. And it's pre-Jesus. God sent Jesus because he knew that man would not be able to keep up with his laws. Amen. If you miss When all you have to do is ask Jesus, 
if you don't understand something, all you have to do is ask Jesus. Ask him to forgive you, and you'll be free from sin, hell, and death in the future. Jesus came to untrain us, to set us free. Amen? I don't understand what part people don't get in that. Some people just don't want to bow down to him and worship him. It's all about pride. Pride can get in the way. A lot of people are going to go to hell because of pride. Amen? There are many people who are not going to make it because they wouldn't let go of pride. Amen? Hallelujah. I don't understand why people can't get the fact that Jesus wants them to be free from all that they learned in this world. He wants to teach them a better way. Some people see themselves so high and lifted up that they can't see Jesus high and lifted up. People grudgingly set their clocks to go to work for man, but won't go to church to listen to the word and learn how to listen to Jesus to save their souls, literally. The letter of the law is dead. The spirit of the letter is what brings life. It takes the Holy Spirit of God to open someone's eyes to a false preacher. You can't get freedom in Christ Jesus or by the spirit of God jumping around, working people's emotions, trying to control the energy in a room with that voice. You know what I mean by that voice. You've heard preachers do it before, amen? And when, when that voice comes, you're supposed to be happy, <laughs> be filled with the spirit, okay? <clears throat> we have to be careful what spirits we're being filled with. Hallelujah. It doesn't take that voice to learn about Jesus and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Such things create false disciples, counterfeit conversions. The gospel is where the power lies. The gospel only. Amen? It changes lives every week without fail, every day without fail. Amen? Here's a fail-safe way to break nasty habits and be untrained from the falsities of life. When you look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, it's literally a chapter of what to do and what not to do, how to get blessed, and how to end up cursed. It's as simple as that. The very first three verses start out like this, and they're, they're titled, maybe in your Bible you'll see it, Blessings for Obedience. Amen? Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 3 says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, <clears throat> to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed thou shalt be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in a field. And then it goes on with the blessings you can get for paying attention to God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. For doing God's will, for, for listening to God's commands and doing them. Okay, that's Deuteronomy 28, the first half, the first part. Then I'll give you three uh, uh, sections of curses for disobedience when you don't do what God told you to do in Deuteronomy 28. 
It starts with 15, 16, and 17. It says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all of his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. First of all, before I go on to 16 and 17, what does that tell you? If you do what God tells you to do, you will be blessed. If you don't do what God told you to do in Deuteronomy 28, you will be cursed. So if you don't do what God told you to do and you're, running, you're living a cursed life, things aren't going good for you, bad things are happening all the time, check yourself. Are you in God's will? God told you in the first part of the Bible, the Pentateuch, well, getting ahead of myself, the first part of the Bible, the first five books, God told you to live right. And if people are out there and they're not living right and bad things are happening to them, it is not your mama's fault, it's not your dad's fault, it's not God's fault, it's not the teacher's fault or the preacher's fault. Amen. Do what he says do. Okay, Deuteronomy 28, 16, and 17. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed you'll be in a field. Cursed shall thou uh, thy basket and thy store. That means you're not your food's gonna rot. <clears throat> you're not gonna have what you need. Amen. If you don't do God, God is God. God created all things. He knows what He's talking about. And there's still people who want to disobey him. There's still people who are full of pride that are going to do whatever they want to do. And then they wonder why, pardon this expression, because I know they say the word luck comes from Lucifer. <laughs> Amen. Then they wonder why their luck is so bad. I don't believe it comes from Lucifer. Do people, you know, they always make up things and they find reasons why, you know. But they wonder why things are happening so bad in their life because you won't do what God told you to do. Deuteronomy chapter 28 is an excellent training for all mankind. It's impossible for someone to have attended a church and never learned Deuteronomy 28 in some kind of way. It should have been brought up in some kind of way. If your preacher never explained Deuteronomy 28 to you, then you've been giving them the wrong attention, all of your money, and never learned a thing. Oh, and by the way, did you ever get that church from the Lifelong Building Fund? Just threw that one in there. Amen. Some preachers have died and gone on, and the church is still waiting for that new furnace or that new roof. <laughs> Amen. For those who will say Deuteronomy is Old Testament, yes, it's Old Testament. My reply to you is that even Jesus studied the Torah. Everywhere you read about Jesus going into the temple reading, he was reading from the first five books of the Bible. Amen. The Torah is made up of the first five books of the Bible, sometimes called the Pentateuch, and Jesus studied it. Are you studying it yourself? If Jesus studied it, shouldn't we? <laughs> Amen. We, I'm, a, I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a sister or brother of Jesus Christ. He's the big brother in the family of God, and I'm, I'm a Christian. I follow, I'm a follower. Are you, do, you can't be a follower if you're not doing what the person you're following does. Amen? Study the first five books called the Book of Moses. We can't overrule the first five books of our wonderful Bible. You just can't do it. Penta. I told you it's called Pentateuch. Penta means five. This is the word base where witches get the word pentagram. Get it? Five-point star. 
By the way, I'm not going to wish you a happy Halloween today because I do not do Halloween at all. Specifically speaking, okay, Halloween and COVID are not needed together. They're about death and people are losing loved ones in this era of time. And I'm not going to worship Satan or wear monster costumes. You know, actually, we should be ashamed of ourselves. America and whoever else is, 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 is celebrating this time of year where babies are getting sacrificed, people are dying from COVID, and people want to go out there and dress like a demon and ask for candy. Come on, guys. Teaching their children to do so. Speaking of training, okay, we want to talk about training and untraining. We need to untrain our children from that That's a mess. <clears throat> You're teaching your children to dress like a demon and knock on somebody's door, interfere their lives, right, and ask for candy. Mm. Okay, now here's a question that I have for you. What happens when God untrains you? Think about it. What happens when God untrains you? Are you ready to learn new and better ways of doing things? You better be ready. Be ready to be equipped by Jesus Christ only. We're equipped by the world. Let's be equipped by Jesus. Amen? Then you'll start winning things. (laughs) Are you ready to wake up 3 o'clock in the morning because Jesus wants to have a conversation with you? Or will it disrupt your sleep? Are you ready to do things that you never thought you'd end up doing? In God's word, he said, I will do a new thing. And if you want to write this down or go to Isaiah 43, 19, and it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it should spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Who can go against that? God said, I will do a new thing. When God opens up your eyes and your heart begins to show you the truth about things, you'd be willing to leave a church that you've been going to for years? Would you leave? Amen. Maybe a church that grandma and grandpa used to go to and your whole family went there for literally years. When God begins to give you revelation of his word, nothing can withstand it. It will even change you. God's word will rearrange everything that you thought you knew about yourself and life. If you're not changing, you're calling yourself a Christian. You've been saved, okay, sanctified, baptized, maybe even speaking in tongues, amen? And if you're still doing the same thing you used to do, You're not untrained yet. Amen. The things that you thought were so great were not that great after all. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to find out that serving God has nothing to do with climbing the corporate ladder at work. God does not have a dog-eat-dog system, y'all. In God's heavenly system, there's no reason to step on anybody's fingers as you are attempting to climb in wisdom, in power, and victory with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is very important. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus, for saving our fingers. Hallelujah. Everything that you were taught down here on earth, you cannot use in God's heavenly system. That's why he reinforced us with his Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and our guide. We cannot continue in our flesh after learning God's way. It is impossible. You cannot serve two gods, <clears throat> God and mammon. You can't do it. God and yourself. Is God your God or are you your God? It makes you wonder about some people. Amen? Just follow their Facebook page and you'll see who their real God is. Amen? <laughs> who? He told us to be holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. And he meant it. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to make any mistakes. But just be, live whole. Show the world you changed. Show the world who your real God is. Amen? God's ways are so beautiful and deep that they'll blow your mind. God has more words than words that uh, he gave us down here on earth. Jesse Duplantis went to heaven, and he can't even find a word to describe some of the things that he heard and saw. In the book of Revelation, God told John not to write everything, so there's some things that we don't know. That's the problem with man. We think we know everything. God gave, how do you say, you give him an inch and it'll take a mile? God gave us the inch and we're just jogging with it, running with it. Amen? We have our colleges, institutes, and libraries, but that doesn't mean we have all of God's wisdom. The only way that you can experience all wisdom is through God's Holy Spirit only, and that's when he tells things to you. That's uh, when, he is, when he wants to give you wisdom. Utterances. He'll give you utterances. He will teach you things on his time, not ours. He gave us a little of his wisdom, and in order to have all of his wisdom, you have to go through his Holy Spirit. He will freshen you and loosen you from all your worldly ways and help you change. The Holy Spirit, Jesus' blood, and Jesus' wonderful, beautiful, holy name is the only way to be untrained, folks. Acts 3.19, repent ye, this is beautiful, write it down, Acts 3.19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. People don't like that word repent nowadays. Repent. No, I don't want to. I like the way my life is going. I like my, my flesh. Repent. Learn more. Be smart. Amen. Get God's wisdom. Show, show people who your real daddy is. Amen. Let's take a look at the word refreshing. Renew us to immortal life. What a time of refreshing when we see Jesus as he is and are changed perfectly into his likeness. This will be the restoration of all things, as the whole creation will be restored. People think when, you, when it, refreshing, they think, uh, you know, God's going to give you a new day, a better day. You know, Tuesday's going to be better than Monday. This is lot, a lot more than that when you're talking about times of refreshing. It's when the whole creation will be restored. The times of refreshing which are to come on this distracted world depend on 
the repentance and restoration of Israel. And I like to say, and those grafted in. Amen? The Jew has the first offer of the gospel as the child of the covenant, but its wide provisions lie open to us all, who by faith have become heirs of the promises made to Abraham, who by faith, amen, hallelujah. It's all about our faith. You receive what you believe. Put it that way, okay? You receive what you believe. Christ begins his work of benediction for the soul by turning it away from iniquity. Amen. And the song says, turn us, O Lord, and we shall be turned. The phrase times of refreshing occurs only in the New Testament. The noun times, actually, which is K-R-O-I, K-A-I-R-O-I, is used by Jesus. In Acts 1-7, refers to special areas of his father's authority in relation to the restoring the kingdom to Israel and the responsibility of the disciples to witness in the power of the Holy Spirit to all people. That's us too. You're a disciple, right? You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You are right now supposed to be working on, I'll say that, witnessing in the power of the Holy Spirit to all peoples. That's just not talking and saying words, witnessing his power testifying, praying for people, laying hands on people, smiling at somebody that hates you and telling them God loves you, restoring people back to God. The root meaning of refreshing, well, of course, cooled by blowing, okay, like the Holy Spirit did after Jesus blew on the disciples, when linked to the derived meaning of strengthening, can then be interpreted as a definite age of salvation that comes as a result of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. There's that word repentance again. This age with its potential for change and renewal is thus seen as a fulfillment of the promises of the prophets as to what will happen when people experience the presence of God. People are crying out today for the presence of God. People need God. As I said earlier, people are worried about paying bills. They're, the Bible says, oh, no man, no thing. Uh, and people are worried about their relationships, their marriages, their, their, their families. Their households, there's a lot of things people have on their mind, and it's getting worse, and they need to know. They need to hear the true word of God, not the made-up word of God, not the, not, not the, the made-up word of God that people can, you know, call themselves preaching, okay? We need to hear the true, unadulterated word of God that brings on signs, miracles, and wonders. Amen? They need that. Hallelujah. The prophets need to start prophesying. What's happening is they have us crawled up. We, we literally have um, the, the enemy has us crawled up into caverns, into caves, and we're afraid to speak to people. We're afraid. A lot of prophets are afraid to speak what God is telling them to speak. If you don't speak what God is telling you to speak, how can people be saved? How will people come to Jesus? They won't know. If you don't tell them, they're not going to know. Amen? Amen. Prophets, 
of God. Open your mouth. If you're afraid to share something, this is why God tells us to testify. Testify. Open up your mouth. Tell it before the devil tells it. If you're afraid to testify about something in your past and you're not ready for those things that God has for you and you will not have the power of God to save other people because you're afraid to admit what you went through. <clears throat> Amen. If you're afraid to tell people you were in jail, if you're afraid to tell people you had an abortion, if you're afraid to tell people you had three husbands or three wives, you're not ready for God. You're not ready to testify and preach the word of God. And it causes false believers. Peter, in his sermon, has just experienced a great refreshing of the former or early reign, and under the influence of the Spirit, his mind is carried forward to the still greater refreshment of the latter reign and the second coming of Jesus. He exhorts his hearers to repent. There it is again. To repent unto the blotting out of their sins that seasons of refreshing may come. You, your seasons of refreshing are not going to come if you're still holding on to your sins. But I can't. I just can't let it go. What? God's going to say, make up your mind. <laughs> and this is what's wrong with a lot of people. They can't make up their mind. They still like that sin. <clears throat> Amen? God, when you go through the refreshing, when people begin, can you imagine people all around the world right now, speedily so, accepting Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins, and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Can you imagine how the devil's going to feel? He's going to be like, whoa, hold up. What's going on here? That's too many people. <laughs> this is what we want to happen. This is why we should preach Jesus. This is why we should preach as much. Look, you don't have to have a paper. You don't have to have a certificate. Or you don't have to have a doctrine. A do what is it? A doctrinate? Whatever. <laughs> to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. How he saved us. Just tell people. Amen. And when people around the world start repenting of their sins, times of refreshing and untraining will come. And he will send Jesus. Jesus, when are you coming? When are you coming? Repent. <laughs> you know? When's Jesus coming? You know, the Bible says Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming. He's waiting for us to all to repent. Repent. Jesus died for souls all around the world, whether you like him or not whether they wear tattoos or not, whether they're gay or not, whether they're black or white or not, Jesus died for those souls in those bodies. Amen. There is an inseparable relation between repentance, the blotting out of sins, the investigative judgment, the times of refreshing and the coming of Jesus. The times of refreshing begin at repentance and culminate in the coming of Jesus. It's the refreshing, the untraining, see, that comes at all times on repentance. The same way that man says, pardon me, I ask God to forgive me when I feel that I need to be forgiven. Do you? Ask God to forgive you. Don't be afraid to ask him to forgive you. Let's not go to bed with any sin on our hands. Let's work hard at not having anything come between us and the Savior. Let us do whatever we can to be ready for whenever he comes back. Get ready. How do they say? Get ready, folks. What T.D. Jake said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. Be ready. <laughs> Don't get ready. I say be ready. Amen. Let us eradicate any schisms or isms or anything that we learn from the world 
that is not needed in our spiritual lives. Amen? God wants to untrain your eyes from the television. He wants to untrain your eyes from the phone and the computer. You can use it, but for kingdom purposes, not to please the flesh. He wants to untrain you from taking sleeping pills and sleeping medication that stops him from contacting you in the middle of the night. You know, God comes to people a lot of times in a fourth watch, three three to six, amen. God wants to untrain you from getting aroused so easily when you see something or someone that is not your mate. God wants to untrain your thoughts for thinking about bouncing checks every time a bill is due. God wants to untrain you from hating those that hate you, (laughs) which is easy to do, right? Jesus died for them to their souls. God wants to untrain you for fearing him so much from those Ichabod churches that you don't even know how to pray to him now. God wants to show you life. He wants to show you healing. He wants you to drink from those healing streams from around his throne. He wants to begin to have a conversation with you. He wants you to know that it is him when you hear that voice. He wants you to set aside everything. He wants you to set aside everything whenever you hear the first whisper of his voice. He wants you to understand what it's like when he talks to you in your heart and not audibly in your ears. He wants you to get used to that. He wants to teach you how to do that. He wants you to start all over in his school of righteousness so that you'll know right from wrong. He wants to wipe away your frown and give you a garment of praise. Hallelujah. Are you afraid to sing because you can't hold a key? It sounds beautiful to him. (laughs) Amen. Sing to God. Praise to God. Demons hate praise. I got a video on that on YouTube, in fact. Demons hate praise. They do. Sing to the Lord a new song. Psalm 149, 1 to 9. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Are you a dancer? Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and harp. You play tambourine, guitar. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. They didn't ask whether or not you took choir in high school or, you know, voice lessons. God loves to hear you sing aloud in your bed, not just while you're up during the day or at choir practice. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron. That sounds like demons to me. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. To execute upon them judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. Are you saved? Now is the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all that's going on around the world, you need a friend. A best good friend, that is. Amen. 
Jesus can be that special friend if you allow him into your life. He's your helper, and he's your and his Holy Spirit is your comforter. I love the Holy Spirit. He talks to me all the time. And he loves you. If you're not saved, just repent. Okay? Repent. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I am so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on a cross and rose three days later from the dead just for me. And I accept what you've done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to the family of God. Now go find a Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled church and learn of him. It's never too late to learn of him. Your new life starts right now. Everything that you did before this time is gone. All old things are gone away. God throws them as far as the east is from the west. And I like to tell people now, go live, for real, <laughs> amen, go laugh, the Bible says God laughs, and love, Jesus is love, amen, hallelujah, I'm going to leave you with this blessing, the Lord bless thee and keep thee, amen, hallelujah, the Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they, and a lot of people leave this out, number 627. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray for the peace of Israel. Jesus came down from his throne and became a what? An Israeli, right? Okay. Jesus is Jewish. Pray for them. Don't hate them. Don't talk about them. Don't dog them because they can do the same thing to you. Amen? Thank you for coming on today, and I pray that your week goes by victoriously. Hallelujah. Thank everybody that came. God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. And amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done.